You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, our kids' ministry associate, Thomas Lister, preached from Exodus chapter 14 and used it to point us to the fact that God is worthy of all glory. It's a well-known story about God parting the Red Sea to save the Israelites from the Egyptian army. Today on the podcast, we discuss why God must bring glory to himself and how we so often assume glory for ourselves. We also talk about how all of Scripture serves to point us to the glory and majesty of God. We're glad you're listening. This is After the Message. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Hey, good morning. Wow. Good. Oh, afternoon. I almost said morning. Good afternoon. Yes, oh. it is afternoon because yes. we're not recording at our regular yeah. time, mm. even our regular day. That's right. Like, Completely so yesterday off. was Labor Day. It was something a holiday. Feels, something so, feels off. So we normally record on Monday mornings, and now we're on Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, But we did get a round of applause from Chase. Chase. Yeah. So thank, thank you, sir. Thanks, A Chase. literal round of applause. Yes. That's right. Yes. With hand motions. Anyway, uh, so it's good to see you guys. Everybody have a good Labor Day. Yeah, it's a great, great weekend. Like, yeah, good stuff. Anybody do anything interesting? I sweated on the tractor. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you actually labored on Labor yep. Day. Yeah. All right. Did too. It's the only day to little, get uh, certain labors done. <laughs> yeah. 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 We ate. Yeah. Yeah. So we went down to my parents, and Dad cooked out. It's always good. Mm. It's always fun. I so. smoked some ribs. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. It was that, good. That looked really good. Yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah. So I've got some left, too. I'm going to have some <laughs> tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah. Is that an invitation, Mike? Mm. <laughs> yeah, come on. i got a few. i got a few left. Uh, anyway, no, it was, it was a good day. I, I talked to, uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Kaylin, our daughter, and, and her new husband. Uh, they called and were checking in with us, and uh, we were just kind of talking about what we were doing and stuff, and and uh, they said, so, like, you, like, worked really hard on Labor Day. Like, I said, well, I guess I thought I, I think I did. You know, it's supposed to be a day off, but mm. I, for some reason, yeah. like, I I did all sorts of projects yesterday. <laughs> and, like uh, around the house, exhausted. honey do projects? Yeah, like, I just had to get out mm. in the, uh, the, the yard, and you know what I did is I cut a bunch. We have a bunch of trees on our lot. And some of the branches had gotten really low. And so I just went out there and cut limbs like all day. And it was Good. hot. It was hot. It was hot. Um, yep. So it's just, funny. We need we need a holiday to work. I mean, like this. I know. I, mean, like, <laughs> I labored on Labor Day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anyway, I don't know why I shared that, but it's um, good. There you go. If you need any like limbs, I've got plenty of them. They're sitting <laughs> out by the road. <laughs> Some until, fire at least until the county comes I thought you were about thought, to offer some yard work for that's me. Right, that's no, right. That's yeah. right. I don't. I've got well, enough for myself. I was going to take you up on that. one. Not offering it. I was hoping you were going to offer ribs. But, but. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I should have brought you some today, but I'm going to eat them tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's good good to be in the room. Uh, and uh, so, as always, I want to let you know who is here with us today. So we got Sean Selman. Hello. Hello, Sean. Hey. We've got Thomas Lister, because Thomas preached on Sunday. Thomas. Yep. Hey. Hey. And uh, we, who are you? 
We got Mark Evans. <laughs> Mark Evans. Mark Evans in the room. Forget my name. And Chase Hammock I'm as telling producer. You, we are off. We are off. It's Tuesday afternoon. I know. It is. So. <laughs> yep. So anyway, it's uh, it's good, man. Uh, so as we jump in today to talk, uh, Thomas, great job, by the way, on Sunday. It, it was, uh, you know, just... Uh, was this your first time to preach or first time in that setting? Yeah. 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 So in that setting being first time on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, for that long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was really great, man. You did an incredible job. Thank you. And, uh, so I know you put a lot of prep time into it. uh, A lot of, a lot of work. Like you commanded the text well. Like you, mm-hmm. you yes. knew what you were. You knew what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was it? What was it like? The preparation. Um, it was fun, but I also gained a new appreciation for um, preachers that preach every week and do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the amount of time that I had to put in, just to, I wanted to make sure that I did justice to what the original words were trying to convey so i felt like it took me a while to understand it and to make sure i could communicate it clearly so mm. yeah well you did it was yeah. fantastic yes absolutely it really was very yeah. clear i love the storytelling all the way through and how you pulled truth out and some just some stuff that i i think we said we mm-hmm. i don't know that we really saw it that way you know yeah um it was great thank yeah. you mm-hmm yeah, and I and I love the personal the personal stories that you shared as well. Like uh, I, I think you know, one of the stories was really I think you used as an illustration for how you uh, you tend to, uh, and and which is not just you by the way. I think all all of us have tendencies to do this uh, to uh, to be a distraction from God's glory, or to you know want to take glory for ourselves. And uh, I think that you brought that up in your story about Wow Week, yeah. and um, you know, so that was great. And and of course, the the whole overarching topic of the the, mm-hmm. the passage was really about God revealing His glory, right? That's right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really good. So I, I think for us to talk about as we just kind of jump in and, and spend some time, like, you know, we. we we tell this elaborate story and, and we, we hear this, this story of the Israelites, uh, you know, God bringing them out of Egypt and 400 years of slavery and all the, all the things. And then, of course, the parting of the Red Sea, which just has kind of this sort of fantastic, um, epic sort of, uh, sort of quality to it. Um, but in that, in the fascination with those things, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's easy for us to kind of miss the fact that, Really, you know, God was showing His glory to to His people, not just His people, but I think to the mm-hmm. the Egyptians <laughs> as well. So, but but why why does God work so hard to bring glory to Himself? I mean, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I think, yeah. and that was something you uh, you brought up in your message. But I think it'd be worthy of us talking about uh, in this time, no doubt. Thomas, you want to yeah. sure? Um, so just Artists. like initially. A couple times in the passage um, in Exodus 14, he says, um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians. And once I do this, I'm going to get glory over them. And they will know who I am. And so I think part of God bringing glory to himself is so that we can see who he is. Because once we see who he is, then hopefully that will lead us to 
worship and belief in him, which is what happens at the very end of Exodus 14, the Israelites, when they saw the power that God had displayed, they were in awe of him and they believed in him. So, Yeah. I, I think like if we, if we're not careful, we look at the Bible as like this collection of stories, like mm-hmm. these, like you, you described them as epic or even fantastical, you, you know, so we see just this collection of stories that we heard when we were children, but we forget that it's part of a much larger story, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a story who is not based around these, um, this cast of characters, right, that move in and out um, or pass with time, but instead the central character being God himself, mm-hmm. right? And, and so as we look at the text, as we look at the Bible as a whole, even from the very beginning, God creates so that his glory is put on display. Right. He, he creates man so that man might be a reflection of his glory to the world that he's created. He, he um, ultimately sin becomes this, this thing because man desires to have glory for himself. And so this, it, if we go from there all the way to, to this passage where he's, he's, making a people his own and saying, why, why am I, why am I wanting to do, why is he wanting to do that? So that the nations might see his glory. So on and so forth to, to Jesus, Jesus, he sends Jesus so that man might fully experience his glory, that, that they would have a way to experience his glory um, beyond sin and their sinfulness to be restored fully to him. And ultimately, if we go to revelation, it's really all about this moment where we get to, literally live in the glory right. of God. And so so if we're not careful, we'll break up the Bible mm. into these really interesting stories and forget that the central theme of it all mm-hmm. is is the glory and the majesty of who God is. Right. Mm. And I think that the question that uh, that naturally comes out of us as humans as the created ones is to look at that and say that feels like an arrogant god. Mm. One yeah. who would say no you should give me all the glory. Mm. Um well that's it sounds like he's he's some kind of prideful arrogant god that's making all these you know all of his creation worship him. But I, I think what helps me remember is if if he was not like that, then he would be yielding the glory to something else, mm-hmm. which would put that other thing above him. That's right. And so just by his nature, there can be nothing above him. There can be no glory outside of him. It's all got to go to him. Otherwise, he's less than. Mm, right. And so for him to demand glory is not a prideful, arrogant thing. It's I am the ultimate creator. I am the ultimate God. I did all of this. There's nothing out there that deserves glory. Mm-hmm. And so that's right. why he works so hard to reveal who he is so that we don't misplace the glory to anything else. It's just naturally his because that's the way he that's put right. it together. He is yeah. the ultimate glory yeah. receiver. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, in, as I'm just processing that, Mark, I, I think – you know, so as creator, and we are the created, mm-hmm. um, you know, he knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And what is best for us is to know him and to love him and to, to live according to the right his purpose for us. 
Um, and and so to acknowledge again, him, yeah, I think it's, right. it's not a it's not a selfish thing on his part. It's 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 really for our good. That's right. That's yeah. right. And it's what's best for us. And I love the the you know what you said, Sean, about just kind of not seeing the Bible as a collection of stories. In fact, we've talked about one of the resources we've talked about on the podcast in the past is uh, is a, um, a commentary series that that Josh has, has mentioned that he uses sometimes, and it's exalting Jesus in, and it and it names a book of the Bible, and right. so for, and I love that because you know in everyone, even in Old Testament books and everything, it points back to Jesus, and it's a great, right. great reminder that mm-hmm. you know in the totality of Scripture, like its purpose right. is to point us to that's right to God. Mm-hmm. I, what may, that reminds me of is he's not passive in this. He's right. not sitting up there passive thinking, oh, gosh, I hope they give me glory. No, he <laughs> is active and aggressive. I think mm-hmm. it's Isaiah 42, 8 says, I will not yield my glory to another. Like, he's determined in this. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to let my glory go anywhere else, and I'll do whatever I've got to do to reveal myself and to bring people to an awareness of my glory, which is what he did clearly yeah. here in this chapter that, that right. you preached on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think... I think, too, is you think about that, talking about the fact that we are created and our ultimate fulfillment and the purpose for which we were created is to reflect his glory. And mm-hmm. so so one is is uh, him leading us to that brings us fulfillment. But I think the other, the other danger that we might have is we have a tendency to try to bring God down and equate him with us. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, there there is none like him. Right. And so, when you think about love, when you think about justice, when you think about holiness, when you think about, you name any attribute of God, he 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 is the perfection of any one of those qualities. Mm-hmm. Whereas everything that we experience um, and what we see in one another is some of those attributes gets displayed in man, but they're always imperfect. Mm-hmm. And so we we tend to tread off into this unhealthy or dangerous territory of right. thinking of him as egotistical or mm-hmm. arrogant because we're trying to frame him as an equal to us. Right. And he is beyond us. Right. And yeah. and and is perfect in all those things that we desire and we long for. And so like you said, if if he is perfect in all those things, then he deserves mm. Glory, right? But, you know, it, it, but again, as you as I'm, I'm processing what you're saying, and I'm thinking, you know, we do tend to live in extremes mm-hmm. related to that. Like it's either we see God as this far off, um, you know, maybe even angry, um, but but certainly aloof mm-hmm. and uh, uninvolved god or we we see him this other extreme that's like just a just a friend just a best friend and and right. you know and somebody that you know we can just have warm fuzzies with and <laughs> you know and 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 it's like he is a friend yes but he is also like to mm-hmm. be awed and revered and that's right. and, mm-hmm. and so uh right but but yet we tend to go to extremes that's right and on the soul level it is for our good that he demands mm-hmm. that's us right. give him glory. That's yeah. right. Because anything else is going to leave us yeah. like, dissatisfied. 
in this passage, the Israelites gave glory to Pharaoh by that's right fearing him and constantly thinking about him and how he was going to impact their right. world because he had right. And so God said, "No longer, I'm mm-hmm. going to take that glory back." Mm-hmm. Right. And then at the end of the passage, that's why I love, I love this story so much because at the end they finally realized who God was, and they're that's like, right. "Wow." Well, I'm going to believe in him. And then you have chapter 15, and it's basically this worship song. Yeah. That yeah that's good. Right. The response to it. Mm-hmm. When I think in earlier, I think we've we talked about this before as well, but, you know, earlier it was before the passage that you actually preach from. But, but you know, when, when you see what what transpires leading up to Pharaoh letting the Egyptians go and all the plagues that come, you know, that, that God was actually displaying his his dominance and mm-hmm. his uh, uh, his greatness authority. and authority mm-hmm. over Pharaoh and you know nature and you know all the yeah. all the things um, and so yeah it's really really interesting so th- here's here's a tension that maybe maybe some people are uh, you know felt uh, maybe you didn't and we're about to make you feel this tension I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize um, you know but but why would God go to like killing Egyptians, right? <laughs> you know, killing others who are part of His creation to yeah. to display His glory? Yeah, I think yeah. it's a great question that I'm not going to answer. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I, I do wrestle with it, and it and yeah. it happens more than just in this passage. Sure, it's, yeah. it's often throughout the Old Testament. That's you right. see these where God's people were called to go in and slaughter everybody, and um, in this case, where I mean, a whole army was taken out by God, and it just seems like, how do you reconcile this violence with the character of God? Yeah, yeah. and I think that's a that's a legit question. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not sure we'll ever get to the bottom of that. Dang it. <clears throat> I was hoping you would <laughs> right. Take me there. Um, and so, but but I do think there's some things that we need to remember, like, um, and it's. As you read, once again, the larger story, if mm-hmm. I go all the way back, Genesis, I believe it's Genesis chapter 15. You might have to look that up and, and correct me on that. But Genesis chapter 15. I'm checking you right now, buddy. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> Google it. Abra- Abraham and God, like God's making a covenant with Abraham, right? Um, and he describes everything that we read about in Exodus. Hmm. He, he describes his people being in exile for 400 years. Hmm. He he also describes the people coming out of that or, or, or out of that oppression into the promised land, and and one of the things that the Lord says to to Abram is He says, "Hey, I'm doing this because the iniquity of the Amorites or these foreigners or these mm-hmm. pagans has not been completed." Huh. And so, literally, he describes this period of like a thousand, fifteen hundred years. So, what you see is God knows that there's a people that is going to be dead set against Him, and yet, you see the long suffering mercy and grace of God. And I think with the intent that those people might come to know who He is. Right. And I think one of the things that we also need to recognize is in this passage particularly, is that. Um, you have this moment that the Egyptians themselves say, that's Yahweh. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. Lord who fights for the Israelites. 
And, and so not only has, has Israel's belief in him been solidified, but now his name is now known among the Egyptians. And if you read in 15, his name is going before the Israelites into this land to all kinds of other nations. And so literally you have the glory and the name of God being made known because of this act and mm-hmm. like because of his glory being shown. Yeah, right. And so so this it's a beautiful picture that he's not a God that's like, okay, I'm out to get every other nation except Israel. No, he's a God that's desiring for nations to know him. Right. And so we got to make sure we keep and hold that tension that God's desire is for nations to come to know him, mm-hmm. for those to for for everyone to come to repentance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so in doing so, there are events and like that's the that's not what we're not gonna land. That's gonna be the tension we have, right. but how God uses those events yeah. to lead nations and people there. So Yeah, and by the way, you were right. It was Genesis fifteen. I know better than so, question, Sean. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, and it, it, I was just thinking too. You know, so it's not like they had newsreels and things back then. You know, that's right. That's right. And so, yeah. you know, this event happened, and and you think, okay, now you know the God of the Israelites is is known among the nations. That's right. Well, how that happen? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. You know, yeah. people talking about. Um, you hear what that God did, and I'm yes. just thinking. You know, if if we were to just kind of make application today, mm. it's like, like our testimony. Mm-hmm is important, you know, for, for people to know God, yes, you know, that's right. now Absolutely. his word, obviously, yes. Um, but, but also for us to, to, to share Give testimony to word mm-hmm. of mouth, who God is and, and what, what God has done. Um, yeah. That's so that good. was just a, that was a little side so note there. I had another thought, um, back in Genesis one, when God creates, whose job is it to, Show who he is to creation. Mm. Man. It's man. Right. So man's job is to show his glory to creation. Mm. Right. That's right. We failed in our job, and so mm-hmm. now God has to do it right. for us mm-hmm. in more ways than he already has. Right. Yeah. Because right. he already had through his creation. And continue to bring his creation to a point where they recognize that, which right. they did here. Mm-hmm. But it was the work that he did to get them to that place where they exactly. were. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is two weeks in a row that I've had this. I've wrestled with this. The, the The frame of if we see history through the lens of the individual, as mm. if God created that individual for his for that individual's joy and purposes. No, God did not create that individual for that purpose. He created that individual for the purpose of His glory. So all of creation was created for him and his purposes. Now, by his grace, he put us together that we find joy when we live according to those purposes. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't pick any one story and think, well, that doesn't sound fair to that person. Well, God's not really looking for our understanding and our equation of how we determine fair. Mm-hmm. He's got a much more eternal perspective and view of what justice looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's based on his overall purposes to bring him glory, and we tend to look at it through a different lens. Well, we're even limited in in our view of what's fair and yeah. unfair, that, like mm-hmm. completely. Right. You that's know, right. because it was fair for the Egyptians to die because they were sinners, <laughs> right. right? Just like it's fair for me right. Right, to die. That's right. Yeah, 
and only yeah. by his grace. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So as we, we talk, uh, so one of the things, and, and this, this was, a, was almost like a, I don't know, it felt like a hinge point passage in this, in this chapter. Um, but verses 13 and 14, it says, And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. And uh, so, you know, so it was, this was, this was the salvation of the Lord. Like, they didn't have to do anything. Just be silent and watch what he was going to do. Um, I mean, I think obviously they had to, they had to have trust. They had to have faith. Um, but we talked about uh, in our life group just how how this sort of foreshadowing too of, of mm. the salvation that would come through Jesus. Um, you know, that, and we talk about often, like there's nothing that we can do to earn that. Um, we, we may try, but you know, really what we have to do is we have to trust and then God does the work. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's yeah, discuss it, that. Mm-hmm. Thomas. <laughs> um, I, it's pretty straightforward yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that is our tendency is right we feel like we've got to have a role uh, we feel like we've got to work toward it we've got to make it happen um at best god will give me what i need to do it and i know there are situations like that but the idea of just be quiet and watch mm-hmm yeah, Man, that's really against mm. our human nature, and definitely <laughs> against the culture here yeah. in right, you know, Western civilization, which says, "Make it happen." Uh, yeah, you know? mm-hmm. like we're in a battle. I'm going to go, go punch fight. an Egyptian right. in the mouth. That's right. Backhand them to do my part. And God's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. "You yeah. you can't have a part in this, or you'll mess it up." That's good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and okay. apologies to any Egyptians that may be listening oh, to yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we love you, and so does God. Yes, um, but I, I, I thought that was a good point, Mike, that you bring that out. And I think mm-hmm. Thomas, you you just said it. You know, there are times where he says, I, I, "I'm not even going to let you be a part of it," because as soon as I do, you're going to steal some of the glory, or try to steal some of the glory. Yeah. You know, um, which might be a good segue to how you ended with um, with Wow Week. Um, did I just jump ahead of where you were No, going? I don't know. I'm not sure where you're going with it. Well, Go I loved his closing where Thomas talked about how he himself tried mm-hmm. to steal God's yeah. glory. Um, you want to recap that real quick? Yeah, sure. So um, I think <laughs> ultimately— It was just a good transition. I just thought I'll just go ahead and give it is to that you. The alley, is that the alley-oop? No, that was the yeah the softball. The softball the, toss? No, the t-ball. What is it? The Whatever the metaphor softball. that you like, good he's grief. laying it up there. Yes. Yeah. Um I think <laughs> ultimately what I think God's doing through these passages is he's removing, like we've said, all the blinders or distractions from his glory. And so on Sunday, I mentioned that we can often be a distraction to mm-hmm. God's glory, both in our lives and for the people around us to see God's glory. And in my life, um, my I do that often because I want to, be seen as somebody who's a hard worker or somebody who mm. does a good job. And when I do that to make myself known, then I'm taking away mm-hmm. glory that needs to be given mm. to God. And so that happens 
a lot in my life, but especially through events um, that people, you know, tell us that we do a good job. I'm like, yeah, I did do a good job. Mm. But really, my good job and my hard work doesn't doesn't matter for someone's salvation. So mm. it's really a, a moot point, mm. right. if you were, because it's, as I said on Sunday, it's filthy rags. It's mm-hmm. useless to save me, and it's useless to save anybody else if mm. God doesn't show up. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. We, we, we talk about that a lot with, in the worship team, you know, because so much of what we do can, can become great focused example, on. Yeah, it's hard. Well, you know, I mean, I mean we want to offer our best, right? Sure. And, and we want to, you know, we want to play well. We don't want to make mistakes that might be distractions mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And, um, and I think it's, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to do a good job. Right. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think we, we try to keep in perspective that uh, at the end of the day, like if if God's spirit doesn't work, mm. like we're not contributing anything of eternal value. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that, that comes from God. If, if, something, mm-hmm. if something eternally significant is going to happen, it's not going to be because we did it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, it's it's be, because... You know, maybe we were tools or vessels that he uses, but um, but I think we have to keep that perspective and realize that that you know ultimately he's and I appreciate you saying that and and I think anybody who shows up on Sunday morning recognizes that's a pretty well put together time of worship. I mean, yeah, you've got great mus- musicians, you've got great singers. It's it's done really well, you know, and they know, yeah, Mike, Mike does a really good job of putting this on for, for you, the, you to say, Hey, we don't rest in that, that that's not what we're dependent on. I think is just a, that's a great example. I think that is your version of why we, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. we want to do a good job. That's right. And it's easy to feel like it, it's dependent on our good job to make this happen. Right. Um, well, and if I could add r- real quick to that too, to say what that also allows is, um, it's like keeping that perspective also allows you to to deal with imperfection. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. that yeah. didn't go at all as <laughs> uh, you know I had hoped or planned. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're offering. Uh, we're offering our best. Perfect, no, but it's our best, and uh, and we trust God to take that imperfect gift, that imperfect offering, and 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 use it. That's good. Yeah. So I, I hear we often use a couple of words. I heard us perspective, posture, motive, like those those kinds of things. We we don't need to ignore that. It doesn't happen apart from God, but then God chooses to use us mm. and and ask us to be obedient to mm-hmm. his call. And so you can't remove like this this idea that there's some things that God's asked us to do and and I think do them well. So it comes back to the base of that of like going, okay, what's what's my perspective? What is my posture? What is my motive? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't about me. This isn't about um and I think if we if we go into it with the right posture and motive, then what we see on the backside is that when God chooses to take our imperfect 
filthy rags and you use them for his glory, it not only means that someone else's attention has been turned to him, but it also has drawn our attention to right. him as well. Mm. And, and I think if we, if we go into it with the perspective of like, hey, I want to do a good job and I want to do this well and it's all because of me, well, then we miss out on God's work in the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And our attention is on ourselves instead right. of him. And so I, I think it has to do with even as we enter into those moments, where's our attention? Mm-hmm. Is it on the task or is it on the fact that the God of the universe has invited us in mm. and chosen to show grace and use us? Like that that's mm. that's the the key to it, I think. Yeah. It's a hard thing though. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you know, because again, you know, when when you do a good job or you, you do something well, um, which, you know, while we because I think about I, you know, I think it's a perfect example of something that's well executed and obviously well received and mm-hmm. people, people love, um, you know, and, and people are well-meaning. They want to come and, you know, pay you compliments and, and, uh, you know, and I, I always struggle with how to receive those, right. yeah. you right. know, and, and, you know, man, the, the music was so good today mm-hmm. and it's like, Okay, I know I sh- like I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like I, I probably need to point them back to Jesus, but then I don't want them to feel like I Jesus Jesus juke them. Yes. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know. So 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 this is this is a great conversation too because I even found myself like I wanted like after Sunday morning sermon I wanted to go down and look at Thomas in the eye and go, dude, you did a fantastic job, and you did like you yeah. you did a great job. How am I supposed to do that? Right. Like he I, just I, talked about it not I, being I, about him. I, I, found, I found myself in that moment going, okay, right. what, what do I need? What do I need to say to Thomas? Like, yes. what, what? And I think I, I think I remember like hugging you or whatever, and I said, hey, you, you did a fantastic job. Like God was glorified. Yeah. And, 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 but, but it caused me to think about sure. the sin yeah. about Thomas, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, um, so I just, I just think it's. Uh, we have to we have to receive those compliments. We have to receive yeah. encouragement. And you don't want to fall off the cliff where you you know you, you <coughs> yeah. make no effort to right. do things well. And no, I mean, and yeah, we, we want to encourage one another. That's like right. yeah, you know. So it's, it's a it's just a tension. Of course, I always balance it with you know the the the, the criticism as well. So yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. so that keeps me in check. That's right. You don't that's get right. any criticism, Mike. <laughs> no, everybody loves what you do. Not man. at all. Hey, uh, so we're going to move on um, to uh, next week. Next we get week? to start. Uh, yeah. We get to start the book of Philippians yes. next week. I'm what excited about Philippians. And, uh, That's a good book. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll be in a series that will uh, will be progressively just going through the entire book of Philippians. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, Josh will get that kicked off next week. Josh isn't with us today, but. Um, uh, we so look forward I think to I, that. I think I heard him describe Philippians as the happy book, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is, and it's it's a it's a letter written to church a church that is doing really well, mm-hmm. is, is experiencing some things, but for the most part, they their name like their reputation precedes them mm-hmm. has made it back to Paul as a church who is loving one another well and is carrying the gospel forward, and so but in doing so, even even with the church doing those things, how do we continue to? really make it about Jesus and not mm-hmm. about us. And so so I think you're going to see that in yeah. Philippians. So. Yeah, it's great. Something to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. So, hey, guys, great discussion today. And, uh, again, Thomas, I know we've said it several times, but great job yes. Sunday. Really, really well done, man. Thank you. 
But yeah. don't take that for yourself. Yes. But <laughs> so start right now, right now you should be pointing your finger to the heavens. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, no. You guys, thank you. Love doing life with you guys. Enjoyed it. Look forward to next week. All right, y'all. See ya. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.